How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Third Line Plug Sensecast. I am your host, Taylor Gibson. Joining me, as always, from the tropical metropolis of Calgary, Alberta, my co-host, Tim Jancy. Tim, how are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good, although uh, it's freaking cold here. Goddamn. Well, it is late October, Tim. Yeah. And it was funny. It was yesterday. It was supposed to rain. It snowed. Oh, yeah? I can't complain, because over here, it, it was like plus 17 and sunny damn trade weather nope no apparently we're supposed to get snow at the end of the week i hope not weird yeah oh that's gotta suck for your job though hey it kind of does um well i mean not so much i mean the kids live on campus it does suck for people like myself who have to drive out to mill bay every day yeah no kidding so anyway, Tim, how has your week been, sir? Because mine has been a clusterfuck. Ooh, let's hear it. Okay, so now, Tim, you recall a couple weeks back on the Third Line Plug Sensecast, I mentioned that my car got ran into. Mm-hmm. So I have a story about this week, and this is how basically how it went. Like I said, car got hit and hit a few weeks back, so I took it to ICBC a few days later, and I'm thinking, okay, let's let's see how bad this is going to be. ICBC wrote my car off. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because where my car got hit, it had already been hit before. And the estimator told me it would have cost $3,500 to replace. And my car is worth 1100 at that. Oh, wow. Yeah, so ICBC was just like, you know what? We're just going to write the car off and cut you a check. Yeah. Wow. Now, because this is my first time dealing with ICBC, and we've heard so many stories of people getting screwed over by ICBC and ICBC being a pain in the ass to deal with, I have to say, ICBC was not that difficult to deal with. They've been very, very helpful, I have to I have to say, with this claim. Yeah, that's good to hear, though, because like, I was expecting an insurance horror story. Exactly, and I kept you updated, and I was like, yeah, my car got written off, and this is this and that. And you asked me, and I mentioned to you that ICBC wrote me a check, and how much was it for? And I says, oh, like $2,300. Yeah. They, they told yeah. me that, and I was like, really? You're going to give me that for my car? Oh, okay. Excellent. Mm-hmm. No complaints. No, not at all. And now, which leads into this week. Now... We're going to start from Monday and go all the way till Saturday. Oh, damn. Yeah, like so <laughs> Monday, I was supposed to take my car to ICBC to turn it over. However, I couldn't secure another vehicle to drive in the meantime. So, and I called ICBC in the morning. I said, hey, look, is it cool if I can bring my car in on Wednesday instead? And they said, sure, yeah, no problem. So that was nice of them to do that. So I had my car Monday. Fast forward to Tuesday where... Not so much to have to deal with my car, but it's just all kinds of bullshit at work. 
Oh, no. Yeah, because Tuesday I returned work after having two days off, and it was a busy day. And, you know, it was just one of those days I had a shitty day, and I don't want to really want to deal with people. And then I had to stay late because a couple of the sports teams never told me that they had returned their kitchen requests. And kitchen requests are these teams, the call laws, they put an order in for some food, say they're going off to Victoria or whatever to play games. Uh-huh. So, and these teams never told me it came back. So it was sitting at the back door until 9.30 at night when I was leaving, and I happened to see that. I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I walk over and I go... Oh, for fuck's sake. And it's sitting on the green shelf where all the KR requests are for the next day. They just left it. Oh, wow. Didn't tell me. Didn't do shit. So I'm mad and I'm breaking it all down and, you know, you know, that kind of bullshit. Yeah. And yeah, like almost 11 o'clock I get home. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And then the next day, which is Wednesday, I had to get up early to drop my car off at ICBC for 8.30 after working late the night before... So, I go in, pick up my check. They're super cool about it. They gave me the check. I walked over to Enterprise, where I had to pick up my rental car. And this, uh-huh. is, now this is a really cool story, because originally I I put an order in for like a just a shit car, like a Kia or Hyundai, you know, one of those kind of cars. Mm-hmm. They gave me a free upgrade. Oh, that's cool. A 2017 Chrysler 300S fully loaded oh wow i looked at it and i was like oh jesus all right man got in and i'm driving it and it's that thing's got a lot of power man like i i can't speak enough about how much power it is going on the highway and you just hit 110 120 and you don't even notice it oh wow yeah so i get home and drop the car off because I'm going to be heading to Vancouver that night to see Depeche Mode live at Rogers Arena. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny because it was one year to the day I had my chance meeting with Trevor Shackles and Bonk's Mullet in Vancouver. Uh-huh. And so, little story before we went to the show. My dad and I went to the EXP bar on West Pender, which you were telling me that you went there a couple of times and you had a really good time there. Uh, no, I've been there once, and it had really bad service. Re- oh, really? Who was yeah, I talking to? Forever. Uh, might have been my older brother. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, that would have made sense. Yeah, it would have been Chris, not you. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, it just took forever to get anything, so we said fuck it and went somewhere else. Well, this, this story doesn't really help, because my dad can't eat anything with garlic onions or seasoning that's a lot of things yeah well he's he's allergic right i mean right and so we order food and the service wasn't bad to be quite honest with you but the food comes to us and all three of those things were in the food oh jesus and like we had talked to the server beforehand we said listen my dad can't eat it all kinds of stuff every single thing in that menu had those three things Oh, wow. And so my dad ordered a chicken sandwich and french fries with no seasoning. He only ended up eating the fries because the chicken had pepper seasoning on it. Weird. Yeah, and so he went to the washroom, and I you know, gave the little finger signal for the server to come by. I said, hey, just listen, just give me the machine. I'll pay for it now. 
and I felt so bad because I don't think my dad really had any interest in going, but I was just like, you know, I didn't get a go last year, and that'd be kind of cool. He's like, yeah, that's cool, son. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. And so he was so willing, and I felt so bad. I was like, all right, look, I'll pay for it. Not a biggie. And we actually got to talk to the owner. Nice guy. Mm-hmm. Go back to the Depeche Mode, though. I have to say, the show was really good. Uh, that We were probably upper bowl, maybe two rows up from the top. Oh, was it at BC or uh, Rogers? Rogers? Sorry, I missed that. No, it's okay. Yeah, at Rogers Arena. Okay. And it was a really good show. Dave Gahan had the crowd in his hand. It was unbelievable to see that. Mm-hmm. The one yeah, downside of that show was there was a guy sitting behind me. And if you sit at the upper bowl of Rogers Arena, you, you kind of know how the seats are. They're sort of on top of each other. Oh, and, no. And where the concrete is, right where my back is, he was digging his feet into my back. Why? I don't know. And he was just kind of being a tool and he wouldn't stop. Even though I gave him one of... A little shot with my elbow to his feet moving back. The whole mm-hmm. show, he kept doing that to me. At that point, just stand up. Fuck him. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's what I did by the end of the show. So the next morning, I have to get up early to catch the 8.30 ferry back to Nanaimo because I had to work that day. And if you were to talk to anybody I worked with that day, they would know I was cranky. I was tired. I've been up all morning. And I was just like, you know, fuck it. I don't know why I came to work. This is bullshit. Rah, rah, rah. And so I get to work, and my dad sent me a text because he had talked to these people in Sydney out by the airport. Yeah. Who were looking at a 2006 Acura RSX that they had oh. for sale. And I was I said to my dad, like, you know, that'd be really cool to get an RSX if I had ever had to sell my Integra. Now, granted, I didn't sell my Integra. My Integra got written off. But you probably got more than what you could have sold it for. Exactly. And so... And I'm texting him back. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And and I was like, oh, yeah, how much? And he said this, that, and the next thing. They accepted our offer for $6,500. Wow. How yeah. much is that court normally worth? Uh, Jesus. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure to be quite honest with you. I think I think a dealer price is like seven grand or something. Oh, okay. So, so it's roughly me. in what the car is worth. And so, next morning, I got to get up early to go meet with my cousin, who's the bank manager at CIBC and Broadmeat, which uh-huh. is a... Is Broadmeat a suburb of Victoria, or is it just sort of a part of Victoria? I think it's just a part of, like, a street or something. Okay. I don't even know where that is. Broadmeat? Yeah. Broadmeat, I believe, is... Oh, Jesus. Um... You might have to look into that. I, I. Oh, it's Royal Oak. Yeah, thank you, Royal Oak. I was trying to remember the name of it. So anyway, going back to what I was saying, I had to get a $27,000 line of credit. Now, originally, I wanted a $5,000 loan from the bank. And I could put 1500 of the check I got from CI, CBC, ICBC into the car. And I got a bank draft for 6500 bucks. So the next morning, go to ICBC, pick up the bank draft go pick up my dad, race out to Sydney, and I am proud to say I am the proud owner of a 2006 Acura RSX Premium. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, you know what's not cool, though? What? I had to pay a 1000 bucks in taxes to transfer my insurance over from my 
last card to this one. Well, there's your ICBC story. Yeah. So, there you go. That's That's been my week. And I know last week I was going to talk about the shit week I had. But you know what? I felt this is honestly a better story. And, yeah. and, it's, and it ends more positively. Well, it has a resolution now, yeah. Yeah. Although I will say one thing about the last... The couple weeks back I was telling you about. about the, remember the head referee I was telling you about? Yeah. I had to go clean up another function at the Sportsplex, and he was there. Oh, no. And he was super nice to me. It was weird. Like, I don't know if I mentioned it. If you've ever seen the show Mr. D, he kind of looks like the librarian from that show. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of CBC, so I'll just have to take your word on it. Yeah, I think Mr. D is on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, I think somebody was telling me if you're into shows like The Office, you would like Mr. D. You know I watch my dumb Japanese cartoons. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Now, that's been my week, Tim. I understand you, or more specifically, your wife Chelsea had a pretty good week, Tim. Would you care to share? It on uh, Thursday was uh, my wife's birthday, so uh, we went out for lunch. Uh, I took an hour off work, and uh, there was this tea place she wanted to try, and then uh, we looked. They didn't have anything, like, uh, lunchable, so uh, we went to uh, a local pie shop that we've had a really good time with before on their sweet stuff and tried uh, more of their savory affair. Nice. What kind of pies do you guys get? Uh, I got a Jamaican jerk pie, and she got an Aussie beef pie. Okay, you got to explain these, because I have never heard of either one of these pies. So Jamaican jerk is like, a, it's a, a, spa- very, a way of pre- preparing like a, a sl- somewhat saucy but still rub-based uh, spi- uh, spicy meat. So you can have like Jamaican jerk uh, chicken or Jamaican jerk beef. Okay. Um, and then Aussie beef, I'd actually never heard of it before either, but I assume it's like a, it's like a, heavy, a, a meat pie with a heavy gravy. Right. Wouldn't an Aussie yeah. meat be more like kangaroo or dingo? They actually do eat kangaroo, and it's actually really good. Yeah, I remember we did a theme dinner at the school a couple years back, an Aussie dinner, and we had kangaroo. Big kangaroo balls. Nice. Now, the sad part of that story is I didn't actually work that night. Damn. I know. Yeah, I remember I had kangaroos. I was at a sausage place in Toronto, and they had... Uh, they made uh, kangaroo bratwurst, and it was really good. Oh yeah, yeah. So if you're if any any listeners are ever in Toronto, uh, check out Versed in the Fashion District. It's excellent. All right, well I'll have to take your word for that. Hmm. Now I did see your wife's tweet regarding the pies, and I know I sent a tweet to her through our show's social media page, going, "You hear her, M nine hundred one Honey Badger? Get on it." <laughs> I like the uh, hashtag happy wife happy life yeah and was Chelsea happy Tim uh yeah and then uh I actually had a surprise dinner party lined up for her and I actually managed to keep it pretty much a complete secret which is kind of impressive for me honestly nice where'd you guys go uh we went to uh this upscale place in uh just across the river from us in Calgary called the Brasserie Kensington okay is it one of these places where it's like a oh god what it it's kind of like a six-course meal where they bring you little dishes and stuff? It's tapas style, so you order shareables. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then the meal, the dishes just come out as they're prepared. So 
pretty similar to what you described, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and one of the things they had is they had Rabbit. Oh, uh, sorry, I'm going to break format here, but Druin looks like he massively just injured his elbow. Okay, for, for the listeners who may not know, tonight is Monday, and the Ottawa Senators are playing the Montreal Canadiens, which we will talk about on next week's episode, but you will hear Tim in the background talking a little bit about the game. Yeah, he slid right into the boards, smashed his elbow into the boards. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just when Montreal fans thought it couldn't get any worse for him. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you know what soundbite I'm totally thinking of right now? Uh-huh. Do you remember the Simpsons episode, Bart's Comet? No. It's the one where um, Bart discovers the comet and it turns out to be a meteor meteorite. Right. Yeah, and when uh, they fired the rocket at it, trying to blow it up, and it misses and hits the last bridge out of town. <laughs> and all you see is Reverend Lovejoy running down the street going, It's all over, people! We don't have a prayer! Ah. That's what I'm thinking of right now. Yeah, no me that. kidding. Oh, yeah, time. that team's a tire fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we will... Uh... We'll oh, talk, about... To talk about next week. Now, just a little disclosure here. Tim and myself have had both had pretty busy weeks, and so there's not going to be a ton of talk that we can talk about these games. Yeah, I managed to catch um, Monday night, and I got bits and pieces of Friday night. Um, yeah, I would have gotten more Friday night, but Chelsea and I went to a Halloween party where uh, her and I dressed up as, uh, like, uh, 80s rockers. Nice. Yeah, like fully inspired by the by Nitro. Nitro, what is that? Is that a band? Yeah, it's uh, they they're sort of out of the mold of like uh, sort of like Twisted Sister and Poison. Okay. I'll go for a heavier, faster beat. Nice. Yeah, uh, Freight Train and Machine Gun Eddie are probably their two best songs. Okay, I'll have to look those look those up. Oh yeah, it's just. Pure 80s bullshit, and I love it. Yeah. Well, Tim, I think it's time to segue into a little segment I like to call Top of the Hour. So we're going to start off Top of the Hour on a sad note. We're going to start off Patrick Eves of the Anaheim Ducks, who's hospitalized with what is suspected to be Guillain-Barre Syndrome, a disorder in which the body's immune system attacks the peripheral nervous system. Weird. Have you ever heard of that disease, Tim? No, I haven't. Although I did read somewhere that a former NHL player has had it. Oh yeah, who is this? I can't remember who for the life of me now, because they did re. I think they reached out to the Eves family. Okay. I'll have to look this up now. Okay. While you're doing that, I will also like to disclose that it's been a really slow news week in hockey this week. Yeah, like, I think we've got four, three other stories. Pretty much. And there might be one that we can talk about too, but... Yeah, I'll move on to the next story, all right? Yeah. All right, so for this story, I do have to remind people that it, it this is 2017, not 2006. Because former NHL bad boy Sean Avery is back in the news this week. Oh, baby. Now, he appeared on the Jeff Blair show 
which I have never heard of and I don't know what that is, to discuss his new book, Offside, My Life Crossing the Line. Oh my God, this is good. I'm, I'm going to buy this book as soon as oh, it comes Oh, I know. I totally want to look into this too. Uh, he discusses topics such as his celebrity lifestyle, his his playing career, his and his unrest in the NHL PA. It was released on October 24th. Yeah, I'll get my hands on it. Yeah, we'll but, have to look into it then. Yeah, I remember like uh, one day we just sat down and figured out all the dumb shit that Sean Avery had ever done. And it was honestly an impressive list. I know. I wish I could find that list anywhere if we still had it. Yeah. Well, I think I remember like somehow him calling Jorge Larocque a monkey didn't get him suspended, but uh, referring to Alicia Cuthbert as sloppy seconds did. Do you ever think if Sean Avery releases a second book, that's going to be the title? Uh, in seconds? the current political climate, that's a bad idea. It could be worse. I mean, did you just see the recent photo of Connor McDavid dressed as Donald Trump for Halloween? No. Is he getting a lot of flack for it, or? Not that I've seen, no. Also, both you and I should be embarrassed for uh, not knowing who the other person with the uh, Gillian Bauer syndrome was. Who was it? The former Ottawa senator, Sergei Paye. Sergei Paye. Yeah, he was a young guy. Crazy. I never even knew about that. Yeah, he was it was 19 and it happened to him when he was in the OHL. Oh, Jesus. And they caught it quickly. Yeah, and I think he was able to actually go on and play after that. Okay. All right, let's go on to our next story. Minnesota Wild forward Zach Parise expected to be out 8 to 10 weeks after having back surgery. Parise, who is 33, this could be the end of his career because he struggled with injuries over the past couple of seasons. Yeah, and it's a shame because he's such a good player when he's at his full. Do you think he's worth the uh, the big money he's getting, though? Hard to say, just because I don't follow Minnesota that closely, so I haven't really been fully read up on him. But uh, in New Jersey, he was absolutely excellent. Oh, absolutely. I think he was the closest guy to score 50 goals in the season for the Devils. Yeah. I don't know, maybe Nico Hersher. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Because that kid's unbelievable, man. I've watched a little bit of him. He's pretty damn good. Like, I remember, th- like, it's interesting. Like, that draft was so shallow, but, like, I guess even then, even in a shallow draft, number one, number two can be excellent. Well, yeah, like, I mean, it's not, not as shallow as the 96 draft, but... Yeah, with the uh, top pick Chris Phillips. Yeah. Yeah, last year's draft was weird because you just sort of look at it and be like, I don't know who most of these guys are. Yeah, and somehow I feel like Nico Hersher managed to slip under the... I don't know how he slipped under the radar of just such a bad crop of players. I don't know. Maybe people didn't watch him very closely. It might have also been that he's not from a traditional hockey-playing country. Yeah, but you could say the same about Austin Matthews, too, and people were raving about him for over a year before he got drafted. Mm-hmm. But the U.S., it's a lot easier to get spotted than it is to, say, Switzerland. Yeah, fair enough. So, Tim, we got our last story to talk about. Ex-Coyotes captain Shane Doan joins the NHL front office. He will work under Senior Executive Vice President of Hockey Operations, Colin Campbell. Mm-hmm. What was funny was that uh, 
somewhere along the line, this got misconstrued as uh, Shane Doan being in charge of the Department of Player Safety. And uh, that caused quite a bit of an uproar on the internet. Yeah, I saw that too. I thought that's what... I thought that's what they hired him for as well. Yeah. Because if that was the case, uh, I'm not sure that was a good fit. But, again, really hard to say. I don't know enough about the role he's been uh, given to really say anything. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's been specifically defined either from what I've read. Yeah. Who knows, maybe it's he couldn't get a good enough book deal after the after his career, so he's doing this now. Maybe. I'm surprised he didn't join the Coyotes front office, to be quite honest with you. I don't think Jack Hill wants him. Really? Even though he's been with the team since the very beginning? Yeah, Shane Doan seems like one of those guys who's not too up and up with uh, the way Jack Hill was doing things and was definitely more of a Dale Tippett type of guy. So I don't I see that being kind of an oil and an oil and water kind mix there, right? Right. Yeah, so I can perhaps just see that that offer wasn't extended. Well, it would make sense after he made those comments earlier this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, Tim, yeah. that wraps up top of the hour for this week. Now, we got to go into talk about these games. We got to talk about the Sens versus the Kings. Sens versus the Flyers and Sens versus the Devils. But first, hit the music. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> Tim, let's start talking about the games of this week. Now we're gonna start off LA Kings versus the Ottawa Senators. This was a three to two Los Angeles shootout victory. Goals were scored by the Sens, Dion Phaneuf and Nate Thompson. Kings goals were scored by Alec Martinez and Adrian Kempe with Mike Camilleri and Kempe scoring for the Kings in the shootout. Shots were 43-30 for Los Angeles. Alec Martinez scores to make it 1-0 Kings, 16 seconds into it to make it 1-0. Dion Phaneuf with a slapper just inside the blue line, ties it at 1. Nate Thompson pokes it through the 5-hole to make it 2-1 Sens. Mike Condon tries to pass it to Johnny O'Donnell. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he tried to pass it to Johnny O'Donnell. Got intercepted by Kempe, who ties it with one minute 30 left in the game. And then Camilleri and Kempe score in the shootout to give them the 3-2 victory. Now, from what I saw and from what you were telling me, this was a pretty evenly played game for Los Angeles and Ottawa. LA started to look dangerous in the third period, which resulted in the 2-2 tie at the end of the third. Ottawa once again blew a third-period lead. Yeah, it was rough to watch, honestly. Like, honestly, Ottawa looked very good in the opening period. Uh, although, uh, one thing was is the passing was a little sloppy. Yeah, there was uh, one play where uh, bad pass by Hoffman to a changing Carlson that almost results in a goal and uh, this is something that we're going to probably see throughout the week. Just Ottawa needs to tighten up a bit. Yeah, because remember when Ottawa fans were all about hashtag the system? Yeah. What happened to that, man? Like, how come we're not talking about hashtag the system anymore? I don't know. Maybe it's time, like, uh, the game's been a bit more open. Maybe it, maybe uh, system needs to be reinstilled a bit. Yeah, especially with all these blown third-period leads that we've had. 
Yeah, but on the flip side, uh, this game was one where Ottawa did manage to claw back a bit. I felt that was better, but goddamn Johnny O'Doohy is fucking shit. Oh, I know. And we'll talk about it, but I do got to mention Darcy Kemper and Mike Condon. From what I saw, I thought they looked pretty good. Do you mm. feel the same way? Other than uh, Condon's gaffe, uh, both goalies played very, very well. Yeah, because, and, sorry, because I know we were talking about Oduya, and you had, and I asked you about that, and you're like, yeah, I think Condon should have also gotten some blame on that, too. Yeah, well, it's, Condon made a bad pass, expecting Oduya to be in the right place. Which he was, however, because he doesn't have the foot speed anymore, he couldn't catch Kempe coming around from behind the net. Really? I'd rather see Shabbat and Oduya's roster spot. It couldn't be any worse. Do you think maybe the Carlson oh. should play with Freddie Clayson again? I think so. Yeah, because Clayson, for a big guy, he's got foot speed. He's got foot speed and he's got nice hands. Yeah. Someone who did look quite good was uh, Boro coming back from injury has looked a lot better. Oh, absolutely he has. I thought... Now, granted, I didn't watch in these games, but I did see on the highlights he did look pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And he's making a lot better reads. And he's getting he's actually starting to jump in the play and put offense some offensive pressure on the puck. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of grown beyond uh, glorified pylon, which is actually super impressive. Yeah, and we will talk about that more coming up in the next couple of games. Mm-hmm. And I guess one final thing to mention, because uh, we can't spend all day on that gap, is... Nate Thompson on the power, on the penalty kill is actually very fun, very good to watch. Yeah, he has a real knack for scoring these garbage goals from in front of the net. Mm-hmm. And as critical as I was of the of that signing, I think he's been a good pickup overall. Yeah, because we were, we were, sorry, yeah, we were critical of the Thompson signing and praising the Uduya. And it's funny how those have been flipped so early yeah. into the season. Well, I thought the Oduya was going to be sort of like a seventh defenseman. The fact that he's being used as something he shouldn't be is a little distressing. I actually expected Borvieski to be the seventh defenseman and Oduya to be more of a fifth or sixth defenseman and give Thomas Shabbat a year in the American Hockey League. Yeah, it really shouldn't be. Uh, Oduya is too high on the depth chart. Yeah, I really hope that Guy Boucher sees that and maybe gets him to sit out a couple of games. Yeah, no kidding. He's if, old and tired. Oh, absolutely. Now, before we go into the next game, we got to talk about Eric Carlson with arguably the save of the year by stopping Anze Kopitar's wraparound in the overtime. Oh my god, Condon almost commits another massive error, and Carlson's just sitting in the net. Boop. I know, can we just give him a Norse trophy now? Let's give him the Besnia. Screw that. Let's give him every award. Yeah. Um, what was funny was at the start of the overtime, uh, Eric Carlson was on the ice. Yeah. And uh, Anze Kopitar and Dustin Brown were arguing over who to cover Carlson. I know. I saw that. And Carlson started laughing because he could hear it. Yeah, it was too good. Too good, too good. Well, Tim, that wraps up the L.A. game. Should we go on to talking about the Flyers and Sens? Yes. 
Okay, Flyers and Senators. This was a 5-4 Senators victory. Sens goals were scored by Dion Phaneuf, Mark Borbieski, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, who we didn't mention in top of the hour, was named NHL third star of the week. Hey, good for him. Yeah, he had six points in three games this past week. So, take that, Toronto. Well, When was the last time Matthews got a star, huh? Every week. No. But, yeah, it's uh, our boy, Mark Borbietsky. boy. Go back to the goals. Mark Stone and Tom Pyatt also scored for Ottawa. Flyers' goals were scored by Jacob Voracek, Travis Konecki, Ivan Proberloff, and Sean Couturier. Shots were 40-28 to 28 for the Philadelphia Flyers. Dion Phaneuf opens the scoring to make it 1-0 with a quick rester from the point on the blue... Just inside the blue line. No, was that just inside the blue... Or was that... I think it was just inside the blue okay. line. I do have to mention Christy Mianko and Philip Jalapic got their first NHL point in this game. Oh, yeah, and... Uh... One thing I want to mention, and we'll be coming back to this, is Christy Domenico has been looking 100% better than when we first saw him last year. Yeah, and granted, it's only been two games, but he's looking pretty good, though. Yeah, he's got three points in four games so far this year, which is a pretty good clip. Wow, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, um, and he's just looked a lot stronger on the boards, uh, working by the like, just kind of working in different places, and... Uh, him and Mike Hoffman have really kind of, they're putting together some nice work on that third line. Mm-hmm. Going back to what I had said here, Mark Rebieski scores to make it 2-0 Ottawa. Eric Carlson intercepts the flyer pass and feeds it to JGP, who makes it 3-0 Ottawa. Jacob Voracek with the bad angle shot behind the net makes it 3-1 Senators. Konecki cruises in to make it 3-2 Sens. Mark Stone with the spinorama backhand, which was a beautiful goal, made it 4-2. Brandon Manning thought he made it 4-3, but the goal got called back because of goalie interference. Tom Pyatt, with the perfect shot, makes it 5-2 sends. Provolov and Sean Couturier's goals made it 5-4 sends. And I forgot to write this down in my notes. I know that <coughs> excuse me, there was a goal that was disallowed in the last minute. Mm-hmm. So tied it. Now, from what I saw in the highlights, Ottawa dominated this game early, scoring three times in the first period, like I mentioned. However, the Flyers got their feet going and made it a close game before the Sens made it 5-2. Philadelphia scored two unanswered goals but couldn't cap it in the third period, like I mentioned. And I only have really one note, and that was the Craig Anderson cross-crease save on Sean Couturier. Yeah, damn. Do you have any notes on this game that you want to talk about? Not really, other than our boy Mark Borbietsky. And uh, I guess one thing is, is a lot of people seemed unclear on uh, the ruling for the goaltender interference. What was the ruling on the ice? Because um, I sort of watched it at like 11 o'clock the other night just to make I, some notes for tonight, and I didn't get a chance to have a look at it. I believe it was no call. I believe it was no goal on the ice, but don't quote me. Okay. Yeah, it's. Otherwise, yeah, not much to say other than uh, yeah, Nate Thompson getting another point. That's some real value right there. <laughs> yeah. So now we come on to the third game that we got to talk about tonight. 
Ottawa Senators versus the New Jersey Devils in New Jersey. This was a 5-4 Devils shootout victory. Sands goals were scored by Mike Hoffman, Tim's buddy Johnny Oduya, Mark Stone, Chris DiDomenico, who scored his first NHL goal. Devils goals were scored by Jimmy Haynes, Adam Henrique, Brian Gimmins, and Damon Severson. Shots were 27-25 for the Senators. Also, not a lot to say. Ottawa scored first with Mike Hoffman making it 1-0 Ottawa. Johnny Oduya from the point, who received the Eric Carlson pass, who is deep in the offensive zone, makes it 2-0 Ottawa. Jimmy Haynes answers for the Devils to make it 2-1 Sens. Henrik tied it at 2. Gibbons made it 3-2 Devils. Severson, 4-2 Devils. Mark Stone with the sneaky behind the goalie's back made it 4-3 Devils after getting the Mike Hoffman rebound, and Chris DiDomenico in the final minute scored to make it 4-4 tie, and we go into the shootout where Jasper Bratt. Oh my god, that move. I watched that and I was like, oh, you know what? That hurts. Yeah. (sighs) Well, that was such a good comeback game. Like, I remember, like, when that... Severson goal win. It was just like, oh, game's over. Ottawa bungled the lead. But then all of a sudden, the Mark Stone goes in, and it's a nice nice goal. And all of a sudden, like, wait, they can do this. And then not even 30 seconds later, boom. Chris DiDomenico's goal, it was actually a pretty decent one. It was. For a first goal. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, from what I saw, it looked like New Jersey dominated this game, but like you were saying, Ottawa fought back to tie it. However, couldn't cap it in the shootout. Ottawa, this has been a real problem for them. They haven't... I I think we've only won once in the shootout so far this year. Yeah. It's... Yeah, it's been a massive problem. Like, every time it goes to the shootout, you're just like, okay. Yep. This is happening. And this one was close. Like, at least Ottawa got a point on the board. Right. But, uh, god damn. Well, Tim, it's hard to believe that. Actually, wraps up all the games that we got to talk about tonight. Yeah. It's a shame that I only really got to watch that LA game. Yeah, but you know what, Tim? You and I both knew when we first started this podcast that occasionally this is going to happen, right? Like... We realize the show is not bigger than our own lives, and we only take an hour out of our day throughout the week to do the show. And sometimes this happens. Yeah. Although I will like to say to all the fans listening out here right now, all three of you, we will try and not make a habit of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and believe me, uh... next week we are going to have three games to talk about. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, granted, we've got the game tonight. We've got to talk about next week, but we will save that till next week. Now, one thing I didn't mention before we hit record is the Ottawa Senators bye week. Oh. So I looked into it. It's January 11th to January 17th. So I had a look at the schedule. We would only have two games to talk about for that week's episode. Now, what I would like to propose here. Would you like to do a different kind of episode for that week? What sort of different episode? Well, you recall that during the summer we did those top five lists and we did one on hockey here, all that bullshit. Yep. 
So I have a few ideas here, and I want like to get your opinion on them. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to propose a few top fives, and whatever you and I both decide to do, we will do it for that week. Sound good? All right. Okay, so the first one I got. Now, you might recall, Tim, we did our top five favorite hockey video games of all time. Uh-huh. And as you know, when you go, when you do the favorite hockey list, you got to do the worst. And that's the first one I'm suggesting right now, the top five worst hockey video games. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like that one could... There's only so many trash games out there. Oh, believe me, there are quite a few of them out there. True. What What else you got? What I also got, I would like to also do a sequel to the Hockey Hair episode, which you and I got a, quite a number of laughs out of that one. Oh, boy, that went off the rails. Oh, yes, yes, it did. But another one I would like to mention to you, and this is one that you and I discussed about here on the show a while back. Uh huh. Hockey commercials. Ooh. Yeah. So Let's that episode would be we would write down a whole bunch of commercials and we do it in the style of this show where we talk about it and make notes about it. Mm-hmm. So out of yeah. those three yeah. that I suggested to you right now, for the week of January 11th to January 17th, which one of those would you like to do, Tim? Oh, hockey commercials. All right. Sounds good. You heard it here first, people. Yep. For the week of January 11th to January 17th, Tim and I will do a Third Line Plug Sensecast episode on hockey commercials. Damn. Hey, Tim. Yeah? Swedish twins? I thought they were just a myth, like Bigfoot. Whoa. I got a toonie. I got a, I got a couple loonies. Nice. There's going to be a lot to talk about there. Oh, yeah. There's also going to be a lot to talk about next week, too. Yeah, we might not be done. No. No, well, you know, that's why we're getting all the crap out now, Tim. No kidding. Well, with nothing else to talk about, I guess we should head into the close, eh? Yeah. Okay, so... First of all, thank you for listening to this episode of the Third Line Plug Sensecast. I hope you enjoyed it, because believe me, Tim and I love recording them for you. Mm-hmm. I understand that we didn't do, we didn't have a lot to talk about this week, and I do apologize for that, but you have to understand we've both been busy. Next week, though, we will talk about the three games, but before I do that, we also got to talk about... We are on iTunes. You can go on there, subscribe, listen, and rate. We are on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash thirdlineplugsensecast. Because our bud Dave made the mention, we are also on Google Play Music. You can find us, thirdlineplugsensecast, on that and iTunes. We are also on Twitter, at thirdlineplug is our show's page. Tim is M901HoneyBadger. I am Great White Gipster, G-R-8-W-Y-T-E Gipster. If you would like to email us to shoot us some feedback... Talk about how we should have watched these games, or what you want to talk about, Pa. You can email us, thirdlineplugsensecast at gmail.com. Damn. So, for the week ahead, Tim, we've got tonight's game versus the Montreal Canadiens, which, do you mind if we get a update on the game? It's bad. Okay. 
We also got the game on Thursday versus the Detroit Red Wings and the first meeting with the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Hit the sound bite! No more sound bites. Oh, believe me. There will be sound bites, Tim. Oh, dear. Well, Tim, until next week, guys, I am your host, Taylor Gibson. And this is Tim Jensen. Go, Sands, guys. Hit the sound bite again! My time here is up. They're going home!